Okay, so good evening. Happy Sunday. This is Dr. Tamara. I am coming on for a special episode. I have an amazing woman, woman of God, if I can speak correctly, <laughs> woman <laughs> of God on with me tonight. Uh, I have her on to speak about her books. So I wanted to can start doing this again. I've done this uh, some years ago. Um, before I started my podcast, I had like a Christian author spotlight. So I want to go ahead and start that back up and bring some people on to give them some, you know, opportunities to speak about their book. And so it can be shared uh, with us um, because, you know, it's, you know, always something for us to, um, you know, grab hold of when someone else shares their story and still shares their journey. Yes. So this evening we have Miss Valerie Johnson Reed with us. This Good evening. A little about her. Good evening. And then we'll go ahead and start our conversation. Okay. Okay. So I understand you are the founder of Strong to the Finish LLC. Uh, she is a native of Compton, California, grew up in Las Vegas, Nevada. After attending Prairie View A&M University and obtaining her bachelor's degree in social work and a master's in sociology, she worked in the social work field in Las Vegas, Nevada, and Houston, Texas for approximately 10 years. Okay. Uh, she decided to change careers and focus on education where she had been teaching for 16 years. She is a mother of three children, Ryan, he's uh, 18, Kayla, 17, and um, I'm, I'm trying to be good with names. I'm sometimes I'll okay, Micah. Yeah. Uh -huh. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't want to mess yeah. it up. 13. Yeah. Okay, awesome. And Valerie is also the author of Stay Strong, Finish Strong, a story of hope and encouragement for those who haven't experienced grief and loss. Uh, she's the author of Through Makaya's, Makaya's Eyes, which is a children's book that portrays her son, Makaya, on the day of his father's funeral. This book was featured on a virtual book fair with Royston, Royston Publishing. Mm -hmm. And Valerie's latest book, Grieving Under God's Grace, a prayer journal, is a book of prayers for grief and loss for 21 days. And that is the one I want to start the conversation on tonight okay okay sure uh, so miss valley how did you get to a place where you were ready and prepared to put this prayer journal together well um i would have to take you back to my first book um stay strong finish strong i wrote that and that was just out of me journaling and writing because I didn't know what else to do based on my grief. Um, I wasn't, I was going to counseling, but at the same time, I knew that there was more for me to do. Um, after writing Stay Strong, Finish Strong, and that being something that people actually, you know, they're just like, oh my gosh, we needed this. And then I did Through Micah's Eyes, which is the children's book. Um, the prayer journal for me was one of those things where I thought to myself, what was some, what would be something that I would want um, to be to to read or to be able to pray when I was going through the things that I went through, and I thought about it. And I was just like, you need to do that because I was just like, I hadn't seen anything like it, and I was like, you know what? 
the prayers that I prayed, I was just like, you know, I really, and I thought about life differently. You know, when you go through things, you think about life differently. And I thought about it, I was like, you know, what would be something that you want to, you want people to pray about? I, you know, when someone dies, someone needs to be praying that they get, you know, able to make arrangements. Someone needs to be praying that when they get there to make arrangements, that everything is all is well. Someone needs to pray that the finances are in order. Someone needs to be praying that because my mom, um, before she passed away, she was in hospice care. You know, someone needs to be praying for the people who are the caregivers. Someone needs to pray for the people who are in hospice care. You know, so it was just a, a compilation of prayers that I thought about that I would have wanted someone to pray for me and I knew people were praying for me but I don't know what they were praying but I thought about that I was just like okay God wants us to be specific and when we pray and I was like okay I want to be specific and I want to pray specifically for people that are going through this journey called grief yes and prayer it is something that you know a lot of us don't do enough of I'm gonna no. say no. no, we we don't do enough of it, and um, it's needed. Yeah, it, it, it's needed. It'll get us through so much if we only would take the time to right. just get before Him and just allow right. Him in, you know, to right. help us because we can't do nothing on our own. No, and I think that's why I have an appreciation. I'm at um, a church now that. And I'm part of the prayer ministry and I'm just, it's been such a blessing because I think it's one of those things that we take for granted. Yeah. Um, we take for granted that everybody prays. We take for granted that prayer is happening behind the scenes and in so many cases it's not, you know, so we have, I, I just, I appreciate um, being a part of the prayer ministry and I appreciate just knowing um, and keep it in mind that prayer changes things. And yes. when we, we go to God and petition him for whatever, he hears our prayers. And, and I think we've gotten away from that, but we need to get back to it. We need to get definitely get back to it. Know that he hears our prayers, even if he responds uh, not the way that we think he should respond, mm -hmm. but he still hears our prayers. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I want to share something that's in the beginning of your book is um, says 21 days of prayer. So some studies have shown that it takes 21 days to start a habit. Mm -hmm. Some people agree. And there are some people who disagree. Some even say that it takes 66 days to form a habit or that same amount of time to break a habit. What if we pray for at least 21 days to God to cover those who grieve? I know in my heart that God will show up and move in a special way. You know, and, you know, it's like we do everything else, uh -huh. you know, we do everything else. We, um, you know, we get into these uh, TV shows, these series, and it's like uh -huh. they come on every single week and we're uh -huh. in front of that TV waiting for it to come on. It's like we need to have that same energy uh -huh. when it comes uh -huh. to prayer. And, and, and here's the thing. Um, I'm in several groups online on facebook and um it's funny because people will say they'll tell me a prayer request but then it's like they won't get on to actually hear their prayer request prayed and so it's kind of like you know it's just like you don't even you so you're gonna come on tell me you have a prayer request but you know and, and you're able to actually come on and hear the prayer prayed and you don't want to hear the you don't want to participate in the actual praying of your you don't want to I, I it's 
it's weird to me <laughs> I don't know I don't even know how to explain it. it it's just weird it's weird yeah it is and I think it's probably um well this is just gonna be one thing that I think is probably <laughs> okay but, you know it's <laughs> like you know we go to church and we you know around certain people it's like you know um we we get used to other people praying for us yes you know yes. it's like you know tell me what you need you know i'm gonna go and pray it's like but we have to learn to pray for ourselves Sales. that's right you know it's like that's it's, so it's all fine and good to have other people praying for us but we need to know and learn that we can go ahead and petition god for ourselves we don't yes. have to wait on everybody else to do it that's so true you know that's because so true. You know, people, they, you know, you can tell them what you need, but you know yeah. what you need. Right. And I think also, too, as you said that, I think we're accustomed to hearing a prayer a certain way. And if it's not, if I can't pray like this person, then I don't want to pray. But I'm like, y'all, you know, God hears our prayers regardless of how we, he hears what we don't even pray. He knows what we're thinking. So it's just like, okay, you don't want to pray because it doesn't, oh, I don't pray like so-and-so. Well, nobody's asking you to pray like so-and-so. You know, just pray, you know, tell God what's on your heart and your mind. And I, it's, it's just amazing how there are certain things we'll do and there are certain things we just won't do. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but I do want to point out in your book is you have different um, prayer titles for each day. Um, I just want to point some of those out, you know, okay. because it's encouragement and endurance, mm. you know, and that's something we can pray, pray for every day. Yes. Is to be encouraged and have the endurance to continue to stay to go on. Yeah, to we have up. to. We have to. And that's the thing. We, you know, we we take for granted that everything, you know, is going to be the same every day. And it's just like, okay, I have to pray for strength to get up in the mornings to do the things that I do, to go to my job and we deal with the, the things on the job and we deal with the things mm -hmm. at our homes and we have to pray for that. We can't yeah. just, it doesn't come automatic. And then I, we have to pray for how we're going to respond to these things that happen. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Cause it's all Definitely. about a lot of, so many things happen because of our response. And we have to think, you know, how am I going to respond to this? Mm -hmm. If I respond this way, that could mean something else, but something bad happened. If I respond this way, it could mean something good happening. You just don't know. Exactly. Exactly. And that's another thing, um, you know, about prayer. So we can go to God about every single thing. It doesn't have to be specific things. You know, we always hear mm -hmm. people praying about money, houses, mm -hmm. cars. It's mm -hmm. like, you don't care about that kind of stuff. It's like mm -hmm. with your everyday life, you needing the, um, the strength to get up and right. go to your job. You know, right. most of us, we got these, some of us got these jobs. We don't, like these jobs, we need we need critters to get up and be able to That's go right. because we got responsibilities, we got kids to take care right. of. Right. That's you know, right. We can pray about those kind of things because he will give us the strength and the courage to endure mm -hmm. and to keep on moving. Yes, he will. You know? Yes, he will. I just think that's one of the things that we just take for granted. Oh, well, you know, and then when things happen at the job or in, in the marketplace or wherever, then we're like, oh my gosh, you know, what's just like, okay, you, you know, did we pray before we got our day started? No, you know, we, we have to pray for that. So I, I've learned, I haven't always 
had that mindset, but I had I I've learned that I have to I have to pray before I get started. Yes. It does make a difference. It does. It does. Help, you it know? does. Because I've noticed in my own uh, journey, you know, when I, I notice the times when I do pray how my day goes and when I mm-hmm. do uh, forget, I notice the difference. It's different. It's different. It's very different. It's very different. Yes, it is. That's true. Yeah. That is the truth. Okay. And I want to jump to your this will be your first book, I believe you said, was Stay Strong, Finish Strong. Tell us more about mm-hmm. that book. Stay Strong, Finish Strong was the book. Um, like I said, it was a book that I basically started writing when I was journaling through my grief. Um, my brother died June 3rd, 2011. Um, my mother passed away January 19th, 2012. And then my husband died October 14, 2012. And so I was just like spiraling because I was just like, okay, I don't even know, you know, if I'm coming or going, but yes, it was ma'am. like the one thing I know to do is to write. And I was just like, okay, write about what you're thinking, you know, and it, God just put on my heart to write, just start writing, just start writing. And I sat there and I said, well, I said, this could be a book. I said, I think this would help some people because it's helping me to write. And I prayed, I said, well, God, if you want this to be a book, I don't even know how to get started with that. But I was just like, if you want it to be a book, if you want it to be something more, then you make a way. And he, and he did, he aligned my path to cross with someone who was offering a course to do that. And that's, and I, I, I got started. Um, but the details of the book is more or less like, I talk about in that book where I first, dis- when I, even though I had experienced those losses, those three major losses, I went back to my childhood to kind of think about what was the first time I actually suffered a loss. And the first time I actually suffered a loss, it was not the death of my loved ones. It was the um, relationship that was broken between me and my dad. Um, my dad and our family rather more so but for me because I also talk about in the book how I remember my parents were separated and we moved to Vegas when I was three and I remember my mom telling me my dad was coming to visit and where you where we lived in Vegas and it's still there is we live in some apartments and they have these big picture windows where you can stand the which is the windows are big enough to where you could just stand there and see everything. And I'll never forget, she told me my dad was on his way coming from California. Well, California, everybody knows California, depending on where you're coming from in California, it's not that far. And he was on his way. So I was like, okay, so every trucking car, I timed it out. Every trucking car that's passing by, it's him, that's him, that's him, that's him. Well, the first loss was the fact that he didn't show up. And as a child, um, especially as a child that I, you know, I thought he, you know, loved us or, you know, I thought he cared about us. Um, I had to learn that, you know, that that was my first loss. That was the, the, the relationship that I really wanted. I wanted that relationship. You know, I desired that relationship. I didn't know, understand, you know, being a young child, I didn't know and understand what was going on with my parents, but I just knew that I wanted um, a relationship with my dad and he uh, 
for whatever reason, I will never know, but for whatever reason, he did not. Um, he, he showed up when he wanted to. And it was, you know, like a roller coaster. You know, you never knew if he was going to show up or not. And in that case, when I wrote in the book, he did not show up. Um, and so I went to talk about that was my first loss, recognizing that was my first loss. And then I go on to just talking about my life, regular person. I didn't think anything was unusual about my life. I just feel like I was a normal person, um, average, regular. Um, but then when I got to college, I experienced some other things, um, abusive relationship. And I talk about how God's presence was with, with me with me on that because that's how I I attributed to that's how I made it out, that's how I survived. Mm-hmm. Um and then I fast forward to uh the responses from the losses that I had uh with my family members and just just how people responded. Um so many people did not respond and react the way I assumed that they would. And so my book, the the, fo- the full focus of the book is to encourage someone on the journey, um, you know, to stay strong and try to finish strong. I mean, yeah. you can only do so much. You can only do, and we have to rely on God for our strength. And so I knew that I couldn't do it on my own, that it was way too much. It's too heavy for me. But I had to recognize, realize and recognize that, um, that God was in control and I had to turn it over to him and let him handle it. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And, you know, that's, you know, something that um, all of us at some point of our life is going to have to figure out Mm -hmm. that, you know, we could do the stuff that we've been through, you know, there's no way that we're going to be able to handle it on our own. Mm -hmm. You know, we're going to meet God and um, he's going to send us people as well to Mm -hmm. help us along in our journey. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's one thing that I love about him. You know, the Bible tells us that he will never leave us nor forsake, forsake us. us. Yeah. And it's like, you know, even though we can't physically see him, he's going to send people that we can physically see as like, he's like yes. telling us like, I got you. Yes. You know, I'm not there in a yes. human form, but I'm going to send people with my yes. heart and my spirit. And they're going to help yes. you to get through these things because I know you can't do it on your own. No. You know, so we can, we cannot do it on our own, and I think that was the whole thing, just to encourage people. Um, and one of the things that I said at the end, I just give like a list of things to to realize and recognize. And um, support might not look like what you're used to it looking like. You get support where you can get it. You know, there were many people that I assumed uh, loved my husband, loved me, and it's like okay, after the funeral's over. You know, where are they? So I think we have to um, recognize and acknowledge that not everybody's equipped to handle um, or not everybody wants to handle what you're dealing with. And it's it's easy for people to step away rather than be with you while you're down, you know, down in your grief or down dealing with your situation. So Mm -hmm. that's one of the things we have to recognize that God is there and he will send. He will send people. He will send that special someone or somebody's to uh to help us and yeah. and that's always right on time oh yeah it's always right on time definitely definitely okay so for anyone that's listening that may be going through uh something similar you know that may have had to deal with these type of losses what kind of um 
Oh, don't want to. Yeah, I'll say what kind of advice or inspiration or encouragement would you give mm-hmm. to them? Man, I, I I was it's so much. It's so much. I've learned. I mean, it's truly been a learning experience. Let me say that. Um, you learn a lot. Um, one thing I would say is take one day at a time. You know, um, so often we want to look at the calendar and say, okay, by this day, this time, I'm gonna be better. I'm gonna be healed from this grief, and I'm gonna be happy, and I'm gonna be fine. It's not how it works. Mm-hmm. Grief has no timeline. Mm-hmm. When you're dealing with a tra- uh, traumatic situation or a trauma, there's no deadline on how you're going to feel. And so um, I would tell people who are actually experiencing it, don't put yourself on a timeline. Yeah. Uh, for people that are trying to be a friend or to us or a support for someone, I would tell them sometimes it's not about talking. It's about just being there. So often we want to give a word and it's not for us to give a word. Mm -hmm. It's just for us to be present just in case that person needs something, but it's not always that they need a word. And so often we want to give a word, but we, we say something and we end up making it worse than what it is. So I would definitely say, you know, take one day at a time. Um, Know that grief doesn't have a timeline. Um, as I said before, find support wherever you can get it. It might not be the people that you thought. It might not be your friend from 20 years ago. It might be a coworker that you don't know that well that's willing to do something or help you out or whatever. And I've experienced that. And so I can say, again, going back to the fact what you just said, how God will send someone. God sent coworkers for me. You know, he sent some church members, but he sent people that I had known for for more than five years. So it might not be that this relationship is with people that somebody's helping you or supporting you that you've been knowing for years. It can be somebody that you don't know that well. Um, another thing I would say is live, laugh, and love. Enjoy life. You know, I, I, I watched my mother actually I literally die. Um, and my husband to a certain extent. Um, and I just wondered after their passings, I just wondered to myself, I said, did they, and I always question and I, and I still, to a certain extent, I question and I wonder, you know, did they live their life to the fullest? You know, did they, did they truly at the end of the day, did they do the things that they wanted to do? Did they experience life that they wanted to? And so I encourage everybody to live you say to the fullest. We never know what yes. things are going to happen. Um, yes, and we never know what opportunities are going to come our way. So just live, live your life, live, live each day to the fullest. Um, another thing I would say, yeah, two more things. I would say is moving on does not staying uh, sad or down, depressed. Um, what I've learned is so often people don't know how to handle you when you walk around smiling, even though you've suffered tremendous loss, they want you to still suffer that loss and they want you to look like you suffered. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry, but I don't believe, I just don't believe that. I don't believe that God wants me to walk around and look like I've suffered a loss. I believe he wants me to walk around and represent him and say, Hey, even though she's experienced this, this, and this, I still got her and she's good. And she's, she's getting ready to encourage you. So I I just think we have to not 
put people in a box and make them grieve and you got to look like this if you're grieving if you're not you know no it doesn't mean you didn't love your loved ones it just means that you're moving forward yes you have the memories but you you have to move forward as much as I miss I, this is for me this time of the year is very like I have to catch myself and I, I was just telling somebody the other day I said I don't I'm I'm learning to like this time of the year again but I don't like it because because it is families getting together. It is bringing back memories of loved ones that, I, that are no longer here. So, but I have to continue to, to go on as much as I can and make the best of it. Lastly, I would say um, that we need to pray, make sure we're praying without ceasing. God hears our uh, prayers. Uh, he hears our utterance. He hears everything, you know, he, he knows what's on our mind but we need to pray to him to give us guidance on the next steps and what we need to be doing in our life and make sure that we're living and walking in our purpose. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Yeah, that was all great advice and inspiration. That's some encouragement. So I thank you for sharing those. Okay. Thank you. Tell me about through Micaiah's eyes. Okay. Through Micah's eyes um, was written. It's okay. Through Micah's eyes was written for my son, Micah, who was three years old when my husband passed away. Um, I wrote that book because it was inspired, rather, because um, I notified the school right after my husband passed away. And I notified my children's school. And they happened to be all at the same school, which was the the one and only time they were all at the same school and Micah was in uh no 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 they weren't at the same school I'm thinking about another time Micah was three he came home from school with a a little book and the book was like about teddy bears it was talking about grief but it had the characters were like teddy bears and I read it with him and I would reference that book a lot and I was like man what if we had a book uh, about grief and loss and it looked like us and I kind of did some research and I was like okay are there any books that look like us and what I found is that there aren't a lot of books that reference African-American children with grief and loss and so I was like you know what this is something I want to do um, to help other kids because I'm not even knowing and that's just amazing how God works because not even knowing that so much grief and loss would be coming in the next couple of years after that but um, just, just not knowing, just not seeing any representation, I knew that we needed representation and I knew that there would be a need for it. And so that's, it's just a book about grief and loss. Micah had many questions um, the day of the service and I would try to answer them as best I could. Um, and it just kind of walks you through short, it's a short book, but it just kind of walks you through the scenes. Um, one of the things that I wanted to make sure that the author, well, the illustrator, um, and I told him my vision and he made it happen. I wanted um, children to see the casket. I want them to see like a picture of somebody up there because that's what they see when they go. And so often we shield them from this, um, but they need to know. They, they need to know. And I wanted to, to be real, as real as possible, because that's how it was for us. It was real. It was in your face. This is what it is. So I, I, that book has been, um, I have been told that it has been a blessing to, to many people, uh, regardless of color. 
I've had people tell me that that book has really blessed him. Even some adults said it, it helped them. At the back of the book, I want to make sure that it had uh, uh, just kind of letting us know, especially in our communities, that we need to go to counseling. Grief counseling is not a bad thing that we need to take our kids to grief counseling. We need to take ourselves to grief counseling. Um, we, we need that help because we don't know what to do. We don't know what to say so often. And we need help processing all that stuff that's going on. So, or that has happened. So mm -hmm. I, one, of those, one of the things is I say is, you know, go to grief counseling, have your kids talk about it. When kids are ready to talk about it and when they want to talk, because whether we, we know it or not, or believe it or not, kids want to talk. Yes. And they have a lot of under, a lot more understanding that we actually believe. So we want we need to have these conversations with them, not just sweep it on the rug and not just, oh, don't talk about it. No, we need to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. I completely agree. And that's one thing um, and within our community, black community, mm -hmm. that, you know, a lot of um, people of color shy away from. They don't like to go to counseling. You know, they don't no. want anybody in their business. It's like, come on now. Yes. You know, it's yes. like how long you're going to keep carrying this stuff around with you. And, you, you know, that goes for everything. Everything. You know? everything. It's like you have to get that up off you because if, it, if something happens in your childhood, you're going to carry that on into adulthood. And it's like exactly. how many lives are you going to be hurting along the way because you don't want to open your mouth and exactly. have a conversation with somebody so they can help you along exactly. your journey and get that stuff up off of you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so that's, that's my whole point of that. I was just like, we got to start talking to our kids. We got to start helping them. You know, we, we got to have these uncomfortable, as uncomfortable it may, as it may be, we still need to have these conversations with them. We, we can't get around it. Okay. And you have another book, your fourth book, a book collaboration. Mm -hmm, I do. Tell me more about that. What's the title of that book? The title of that book is called Pass the Hot Sauce. Okay. And so it was birthed out of uh, my business partner. She kind of had an idea. She was just like, what if we had like a, it's similar to Chicken Soup for the Soul mm -hmm. for teens. What if we had a book? talking about um for our community um talking about passing down information that maybe that we didn't have um one of the topics is and it's called real passes hot sauce real talk for teens and one of the topics is um you should have known better and it's like maybe your parents did the best they could well so often we you know we will get upset with our parents when they do certain things, but we don't know the reason why they do it. Mm -hmm. And so often um, we'll, you know, and it's people walking around that dealing with, you know, dealt with that dealing with trauma, dealt with trauma, but they're never really dealing with it. And they hold a resentment in their heart because their parents did this. And it's like one of the things that my uh, collaborator said, she was like, she had to forgive her parents forgive her mother for certain things because she realized that she was doing the best that she could, you know, um, one of the, another chapter that we talk about is, um, so I creep relationships, you know, relationships that are, uh, unhealthy, you know, we have these relationships that are unhealthy. We do things that are not what we're supposed to be doing. And it's like, we, then we wonder why, okay, well, 
should you have done that? No. Mm-hmm. Why'd you do it? Because it was just something to do. You know, what, what are we doing these things for? And, and, and ask the questions. And so often the questions are just to get us to think about it. And if we truly sat down and think of, think about some of these questions or just think about it in a, a different way, some of the things that we dealt with growing up or dealt with as a young adult, we wouldn't have to deal with because we would have these questions answered or we would have somebody that trustworthy that we could talk to and that's another thing you know the book talks about do you have a trustworthy adult to talk to do you know you might not want to talk to your mother about everything because I know for me growing up as much as I love my mother and she you know she was a blessing to me but and my brother but I knew that there were certain things it was just like she's not talking about you know mm-hmm. it's certain things we're not talking about it's just like okay now we're not you know if, if she said don't do this you didn't do it and she didn't mm-hmm. give you the why behind it <laughs> you know it was just like you just didn't do it well now we have um children that are, that have questions you know we just knew I just knew okay she said no go sit down you know mm-hmm. but now you have kids that are say well well why and it's like they truly want to know why can't they do this or why is that not okay? And so we we try to answer some of the questions um, that we wish we would have had answers to or we wish we would have had someone trustworthy to talk to about. And it, it's an amazing book. If and I and I've, I say this out of love to our community, if we people are writing some amazing stuff, amazing stuff. If we take the time to open up the book and read it, you know, because I'll have people, we have people buy books and that's great, but we're looking for the impact. Is this going to help change a mind, change a life? That's the whole purpose of it is to retrain our brains or Mm -hmm. find something new. And so I encourage people, you know, when you buy these books, read them, actually read them and see what's in it, because you'll find that it has some some stuff in there to make you say, hey, you know what? I never thought about that. Let's think, let me, let me rethink that. Or let me talk to my children about that, because I talk to my children about everything. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I make them uncomfortable because I'll just say it. I'm like, okay, you know, tell me about this. And they'd be like, what? You know, what you, because I didn't have that because my mother was very conservative. So it was certain things she wasn't going to talk about. So I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't want them to be like that. I want them to talk to me because guess what? They're going to talk to somebody. Exactly. Whether they talk to their friends, they're going to talk to social media. So why not? Why not have these conversations? So that's what, that's what I was just like, you know what? So when my, (laughs) business partner came to me with the idea I said I love it let's go let's do it and and we did it and so that's we have volume one out now and we're going to start uh get back to writing and collaborate on volume two but it is it's it's a great tool um especially talking to young people for people that have uh youth groups yeah. you know and you really want to talk about some stuff yeah. not sugarcoat but Mm-mm. actually talk about some real issues that these kids are dealing with and again I'm a middle school teacher I see it all you know in, in, in our community and society as much as we don't want to admit it we would be shocked we would be truly shocked that if, if everybody if everybody in the community knew some of the things that go on in school we would mm-hmm. be shocked we would be embarrassed oh, yeah. so I see I see a lot of things a lot of things and so I, I encourage people you know talk to talk to the talk to these teenagers yeah. talk to the young people they need us they, they, they really need us they need they us do. they do 
Okay, so <laughs> you said a lot there. <laughs> I know, I know, but it's it's so much, and I'm like, Lord, it's it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot that we have, you know. I just think about, you know, we think about the things we go through and why we go through them, and it's for a greater good, it's for a greater purpose. And it's just like, if I don't share my experiences with the next person that I know, yeah. you know, what what service am I? What am I? What am I? You know, how am I helping? So I, I know that God wants us to to talk and have these conversations. And a lot of the things that we did as children or our parents did is like, yeah, some of that stuff was OK. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now dealing with the young people that we deal with now, they're different. Yeah. We we have to have we have to have a different approach and not yeah. many people want to realize that and recognize it, but we do. Mm-hmm. Old school is great. I I believe in old school, but there everything can't be old school. No. Everything no. can't be old school. No. So no. we gotta have these conversations. Oh yeah, we do. We really do. It's like, you know, we shouldn't want our children, you know, and our neighbors' children and you know, our um the uh, ch- church members, we shouldn't want their children to go through the things that we have went no. through. No, you know, we have to share our stories. We have to tell the ugly truth. Yes, you know, it's and some of thing. us really ugly. Oh yeah, it is. It really is. <laughs> and you know what? Uh, what helped me to start opening up more when I started writing and you know speaking and everything. The one thing that helped me was like. You know, God told me, he said, when you start opening your mouth, when you start sharing what you've been through, not only are you going to help other people, you're going to get the enemy off your back. There's nothing else that he can hold over your head. You're going to tell what you've done. Exactly. You told okay. it. Yeah. He ain't got nothing else. I mean, I put all my ugly stuff out and I I really don't care who look at me wrong or whatever. Because I'm like, we've all done something. You know, and the point of us getting it out so we can help other people, especially the ones that's coming up after us, not mm-hmm. to do what we've done. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm so glad you said that. I was talking to a lady a couple of years ago, and she told me she wanted to write a book. And I said, well, What do you want to write a book about? And she was just like, About her relationship with her husband. I was like, Okay, sounds good. You know, keep talking. And she finished telling me about the storyline or whatever it is going to be about. And I was like, that's great. I said, let me ask you a question. Are you really ready to share the ugly side of that relationship mm-hmm. with the world? I said, because that's what you're doing. Yeah. Oh, I never thought about that. I said, let me be honest with you. I said, in the season that we're in right now, um, I'm just going to be, I feel like, and I feel like, I don't feel like God is wanting us to sugarcoat. I feel like he wants us to be, speak truth, yes. regardless of how hurtful it is. Mm-hmm. It's hurtful. Some of this truth is very ugly. It's hurtful. But I do believe if we're going to bless somebody else's life, we have to speak the truth. Yes. And I told her, I said, if you're not willing to tell the truth, you know, what are you doing? What, what are you really doing it for? Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're, you're talking about things to consider before you get married, but you don't want to tell the things that they need to consider before they get married. I mean, what, let's think about that. So when we, when we say we're going to share our stories, let's share our stories. Yeah, we have to. 
And uh, another thing, um, you know, with every, it's like every body is writing books now. Yes. You know, but what is the motive? What's the motive? You know, because everybody, I'm so glad. uh, you know, oh New York God. Times best-selling author. I'm like, I don't want that. I'm you know, so glad. My, my goal, not even a goal, it's just it's something that I want to do. I want to help people. Yes. I want to help change somebody's life. I want them to yes. look at the stuff that I've been through. Like, wow, if God yes. has allowed her to do all these things, what more can He have me to do? Mm-hmm. You know, I want someone to you know, to their life to be completely transformed yes. by what they've, what they've, what I've shared, how they've seen me grow yes. in God, yes. you know, and it's like, um, everybody wants to write a book, but what, what's mm-hmm. your motive? What, what's the right. motive behind that? Right. You know, because right. I tell people, they're like, oh, how many books have you sold? I don't concentrate on that because I not concentrate most, that. most yeah. of my books, I give them away. Right. Right. I will give these books right. away because right. my thing, I just want somebody's life to be transformed. Change. I want them to change. Exactly. It's okay, about I the want impact. Them to, yes. 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 They don't know God. I want them to know, feel God. I want them to walk with God. It's like, I want their relationship with him to be different. I could care two less, two, um, you know, pennies about how many books I've sold, how much money to come. I'm like, you, when you, especially when you're self-published, you have to put your yeah. own money out you sure to do. do these books. Say okay. that again so everybody can hear you. Because <laughs> for some reason, sure. people be like, oh, you got, no. <laughs> no. no, honey. <laughs> That's not how it works. Yes. No, we got to pay to get these no, books we, printed. Exactly. Covers done and yes um, format uh, it, it takes money to do it this. takes money to okay? do it. exactly and most of us some of us out here is giving you away not more than you get that's right that's here. right exactly. you, absolutely <laughs> absolutely i was just and it's so funny you said that we were i was just having a conversation with uh Cecilia about this we were just talking about that we're just like we're putting out but we're putting out because of the impact we want to make yeah. If this will change somebody's life, mm-hmm. if this will help somebody think about that decision that they're going to make a little bit more yeah. and reach out to somebody that's a trusted adult or a trusted person or with the grief books, if this will make somebody think about this person, think about the person that, that suffered a loss, reach out to them, do something for them. If that's going to yeah. make, then that's, that's the, that's the point. Mm-hmm. That's the point. And, yes, and you're yeah. right. There are so many motives. Um, and I always say, and I, again, this, I love this conversation. It needs to be uh, held more often. You know, you, you have people that are writing a book, but some stories are not supposed to be in a book form. There are some books, there are some stories that should be a documentary. Yeah. There are some things that should be a play. Yeah. It, it's, it's easy to run to a book, but did God tell you that it's supposed to be a book? Exactly. And, and it, it is, a, it's, it's a bunch of people writing books and it's like the motive is, you know, what, what, what's your motive? Mm-hmm. I had someone reach out to me and this is a true story. I cannot make this up. Okay. I had someone reach out to me and I, and I just put that disclaimer out there. I had someone reach out to me the other day and said she wanted to be on a radio show. And I said, okay, tell me about your book she sends me her facebook page i said but tell me about your book tell me i mean tell me about it it's about grief what about grief 
I, tell me because because to me it sounds like you just trying to hop on opportunity but what are you gonna do with the opportunity given mm -hmm. and so I just I, I know that everything is not for everybody and I think we have to stop thinking as, as people as a culture as a world as a society we have to stop thinking everything is for everybody that's it's not for everybody not. it's not for everybody it's not mm -mm. And, and we just we get caught up into what we see and it's not it's not about that it no. should or it shouldn't be about that let me say mm -mm. that no no yeah because it's always you know it's all if someone told me something years ago um you know because we think just because people come to church they're christian right you know, it's like everybody right. that's in that building is, is not his. No, no. <laughs> like, please stop no. saying that. Mm -hmm. You know, but she, you know, she told me something years ago. She's like, check the fruit. Yeah. Check the fruit. You know, Absolutely. people that, you know, we, we look at the outside, you know, that's God right. looks at our heart. Right. Like, we think just because, you know, someone is doing this and someone is doing that, their motive is right. It's like, no, right. we gotta look way deeper. Right. Like, everybody that's doing Something is they're not doing it for good. Exactly. They're not doing it because they want to help people. You know, some people is only out here to help themselves. Exactly. Exactly. I, that's that's so true. I had a um I have a friend that posted someone having a uh, women's empowerment and hundred hundred women praying, fifty women praying, something. And I was just like, but this is the same person that was that has a mean attitude, that's ugly towards people. Who who's going to? I mean, who wants to be? I mean. I immediately was just like, I'm not, mm -hmm. I don't participate in that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. you know, and I know you have an attitude and I know you're mean spirited and I know my, my interactions with you haven't been the best. No, I won't. Mm -hmm. But I will say this, the other thing is too, is people, cause I dealt with this with another collaboration. People, we have to be mindful and careful, especially to the people who want to do these books and be a part of whatever we have to be careful because there are people that are scamming out there as well oh, yeah. and some people will scam using god to get mm -hmm. you connected they'll say god they oh, get yeah. they bait you in hook you in god 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 and then little do you know they it's, it's some scam stuff mm -hmm. you know i even uh witnessed a, a collaboration where there were people the lady said pay this amount of money they paid the money Where does, where's the book book never published you just got everybody's money mm -hmm. and every time people start asking questions oh uh the book is gonna be this and oh we had to change the date and oh we had to no ma'am mm -mm. so while we're so eager to jump on you know the next best thing did is God tell? Are you supposed to be a writer? Exactly. Maybe exactly. this should be a, a movie script. Maybe this should be a play. Mm -hmm. Maybe this is supposed to be a, a podcast. Maybe it's supposed to be just a Facebook Live exactly. series. Maybe it's supposed to be a radio show where you talk about it. It is mm -hmm. so many other things to think about. It's not just a book. Exactly. So. Yep. Yeah. And that's where, where prayer can come in as well. You know, yes. you, you got to be praying about this kind of stuff. Like, Lord, yes. is, is this you? <laughs> is you right. telling me to do this? Or right. is myself wanting to jump out on the bandwagon? It's like, yes. like you said, everything is not for everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, when it's God not. calls us, it's like he calling us to do specific things. We're not supposed to be out here trying to be like the next person. No. 
And that's the thing. And I, and I think um, I'm glad you said that because so often people will see you and then you, they'll see you and be like, oh, yeah, I see you doing this. Okay. Yeah, okay. And then you look up again and it's like somebody else is trying to do the same thing. It's like, but it's, it's room enough for everybody to do something. It doesn't mean that you're going to be doing the same thing I'm doing. Yeah. And it's like, did God tell you to do that? You know, I don't know. It, it's 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 very interesting out here oh, in the yes, world. Oh yes, <laughs> yes, these kingdom streets are very interesting. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Very much so. <laughs> very much so. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, we're gonna have to do this again. I so yes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Every time we talk, I enjoy it. I do. Yeah. I, I really do. I, I get a lot out of these conversations. And this is what I love about it because we're talking and as you're talking, I'm like, oh, you know what? Yes. You know, and that's something I'm just like, it's just like confirmation all over again, yeah. hearing it. We need to hear it and we need to know. We need to hear it and know. Yeah. Yes, okay. Well, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for coming on and sharing with us I want to thank you for your strength because you everything you've shared you know and I tell people this all the time some of the things that we have been through yeah you know the average person would have buckled they would have been Mm -hmm. you know passed out somewhere drunk strung out on drugs yeah but this is the thing when you have God in your life yeah okay he will give you everything that you need to continue to press on and yes. again, he will send people in your life to hold you up and, you know, help you push through. So I just want to thank you for coming on and sharing everything, uh, sharing your books. <laughs> this has been You're a great conversation. Yeah. Um, so I just want to. Thank wanna, you for having me on. Thank you for coming. I just want to just thank you. You know, oh. thank you for, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that, um, you know, God put us in each other's path. Yes, you know, I am you know, too. Um, what is that word? Um, you know, like divine connections. Yeah, that's all I was gonna say. Divine connections. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and social media. It it's like wow. You know, social media can be bad in some ways, but it's it's good in other ways. It can ways. be a blessing. Yeah, it yes, can be a blessing. It can. Yes, it, it truly can. Uh, so I want to thank you again. Um, and you have some other things going on. I want to give you an opportunity to just tell us what everything else oh, that you're man. having going on you tell us about your your radio show well um besides being a mother three a college freshman i have a college freshman a high school senior and an eighth grade athlete (laughs) so i'm busy busy but i also do know i have kingdom business to take care of so i'm a part of the prayer ministry at my church I am going through the process of being ordained um, okay. or license, licensed, let me say that, okay. licensed, um, and um, just trying to stay busy with that, um, with being a blessing to others. Um, I am currently doing a radio show on Rama Gospel Radio uh, 101.5 here in Houston, Texas, in Cypress, Texas. Um, the name of the show, and I wanted to make sure we talked about uh, strength, and it's called Strength for the Journey. And basically, it talk, I want to talk to people who have been through things 
and survive things or going through things and they give their story of strength and their SOS, they give their story of strength. And because we want to encourage people, because this, this is the thing, when I experienced my loss, I thought I was the only one. And as I began to talk and to be around people, I realized this person over here had been through something similar, but I didn't know that because they didn't tell me. We didn't talk. So that's my big, uh, my big thing right now is sharing our stories. And so that's my latest project God put on my heart, if, if, you know, to seek opportunity. And I did seek opportunity. Uh, opportunity came and I was like, okay, God, did you make, make a way? And, and he did. So I'm, I'm using this platform to share stories of strength. Um, if you go back and look at the first one, I just talked about what it was going to be about. But the second episode, I had a young lady who had was diagnosed with ovarian cancer the first year, her last year, last year, and the the cancer cancer was treated, but it spread to her um, bones, and so she has been given only a certain amount of time to live. But I, but she still operates her foundation her nonprofit organization and her foundation in her dad's name. So I thought it was important to bring on her, to tell her story and to talk. And she was just such a blessing. Her name is Glenn Jackson, such a blessing. Um, the third episode I had Cassia Smith on talking about, we were talking about grief and loss and how she handles it and what she's doing to, to you know, how does she deal with that, how she cope with it um, and all the amazing things that she's doing. And then, Last week was um, a young man by the name of Maurice Todd, and he's out of New York. And basically, he spent 16 years incarcerated in federal prison. But it's like we talked about how he got there and what he's doing now. Once he, that, now that he's out, what is he doing with his life? And he has an amazing testimony as well. Tomorrow's show will be about um, will be Bridge My Sorrow, Bridget Bass, and she's talking about being black and being sober. Mm -hmm. And she's celebrating her sobriety. You know, we don't, again, we don't talk about, mm -mm. we don't talk about these topics because, you know, that's mm -hmm. your business. Keep it at home. Don't tell anybody your business. Well, we've got to start sharing our stories. And so the story of strength, we're going to keep having these stories of strength because people are going through things mm -hmm. and they're suffering in silence for no reason. So we don't want anyone else to suffer in silence. Mm -hmm. So. That's my big thing right now is, is is getting this going and hopefully continue, you know making an impact in the community and sparking the conversation to get us to talk yes. about these uncomfortable topics. Yes, we have to. We really do. Okay, um, that was Miss Valerie Johnson Reed. Again, thank you for joining us. Thank and you do you have a um, website or anything you can share with our listeners? I do. I sure do. My website is www.strongtothefinishmotivationals with an S at the end .com. Um, On Instagram, I am at strongtothe, uh, T-H-E. And on Facebook, they can find me, Valerie Johnson Reed, or they can find me on my uh, Strong to the Finish motivational page as well. Awesome. Okay, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you.